Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Living Word Family Church podcast, a fun, sometimes intellectual conversation about the church and the comings and goings of the congregation here at Living Word. I'm the man behind the board and one of your hosts, Zach Bensel. Joining me today is no bloviate, but he is an excellent orator, Pastor Scott Millis. <laughs> no what? <laughs> no, I'll explain. <laughs> and he had to absquatulate last week, but he's back again this week. Mac Ryder. <laughs> You've got nice. to be making That's these just, words no, up. no, 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 no. No, I'm not. I looked these up. A bloviate wow. is someone who, like, talks a lot, but wow. kind of talks a lot to make themselves wow. seem better. Ah. But you're no bloviate, but you are an excellent orator. Right on. Well, and okay, obsqu- I'll receive that. Absquatulate. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but. That absqu- sounds like something animals do in the woods. <laughs> Bigfoot. Uh, I don't think that's <laughs> sas, that's sasquatulate. Absquatulate <laughs> is like leave suddenly. So you had to leave suddenly last uh, week. So. Somebody got a thesaurus for their birthday. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to I had to top last week's awesome there intro. There are so, so many words in here. There are wow. There are a lot of words in the English dictionary. Do you guys do sure like the um, word of the day? I used do you, to. Yeah. 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 Toilet paper. Word what? of the day. Toilet paper. No. When has the word of the day ever been toilet paper? No. no he's saying word of the toilet day. Toilet paper, paper with a word of the day. That has oh, words on it. Oh, gotcha. I, I know that's what you're wow. going with. Well, or this podcast went <laughs> south fast. <laughs> well, lovely yeah. weather we're having. It is. It's a. Uh, Kind of weather that makes me just want to squatulate instead <laughs> I don't of think hanging you're using that word office. properly. I probably am not Isn't using it that Sasquatulate? Yeah. No, no. Sasquatulate. Absquatulate. Oh, absquatulate. I think yeah. you should just stick with regular words for mm. the time being. Fine. I think no, it's, it's a combination it's of a nice. sit-up and a squat. Oh. It's an exercise. It's the, all right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, weather has been. Uh, <laughs> it's taken a turn for the warmer. Have you ever heard the that well? It is, and I'm excited for spring. The kids have been super. I wouldn't say stir crazy. I mean, yeah. they find stuff to do in the house, but I mean, so, as soon as that weather hit like mm. mid to upper 40s, 50s, I mean, they've been like, "Can we go outside and play? Can we go outside and play?" Yeah, and they've been super stoked about it. Have you heard the the phrase, the saying, um, with March in like a lamb, out like a lion, or in like a lion, out like a lamb? I have only heard uh, in like a lion, out like a lamb. Which would be essentially winter to spring. You're, I mean, that'd make much sense. Correct, yeah. But I, I always heard that however March comes in, it goes, goes out, out the, the opposite way. way. Yeah. Either way, I'd say it's it's borderline sur- superstition and not fit conversation for a Christian podcast. <laughs> I don't think it's superstition. I have it's heard just of an old neither. Saying. Just an old You've heard saying. of You've neither? Heard of neither. Neither. No. None? I learned all kinds of sayings. Like a, a while back, I learned about no skin off my nose on the podcast. Oh. Really? I never heard of that before. So You never yeah. saw It's a Wonderful Life? Nope. Wow. Or listen to people speak i mean that seems to be a pretty common saying have you ever heard how about no skin off my teeth no that's not how it goes no by the skin of your teeth by the skin of your teeth yeah there you go that's which cool. where is that had you heard from? that before that's, that's i've heard job oh that's the book of job oh that is i escaped with the skin of my teeth okay yeah you read your bible <laughs> if i read my bible i would know <laughs> <laughs> now i don't think by this is in job but have you heard uh tornado god old yeller better stay in the cellar wow <laughs> One of those crazy farm <laughs> sayings, you know. So if you see your dog sucked up, like, that's right. hey. It's not time to hey, get out yet. Hey, Ma, I think it's time to head to the cellar. <laughs> that's right. Or if you're in the cellar and the tornado's out there, how do we know to get out yet? 
Send the dog out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, my goodness. We would not advise that. <laughs> ah, so are we actually going to talk about something today? What's going on? What's going on in uh, Living Word Land? What we got oh. coming up here? Uh, well, we've got the been the worship series that you've been doing yes. on Sunday morning. Since yeah, by the fantastic. time you hear this podcast, that will likely be over. I, I have one more message planned. You never know. I mean, God has ways of interrupting our plans. But there's, I have one message, one message to close that out planned. And uh, also, by the time you hear this podcast, we will have had our first worship night. That's right. Yes. That's yeah, right. I'm excited about that. Yeah, yeah me too. I'm very be, excited about that. Yeah. That's something I think it's an important thing to add to our uh, schedule. We mm. do this uh, yeah. semi-regularly. I think people are going right. to really be blessed by it. Well, and it's, you know... There is definitely a place and importance for corporate worship in the Sunday morning service. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's nice to have a time where you can set aside where that's what you do. That's because the, focus of the it, spirit yeah. can move on Sundays, and it does. But a lot of times, you know, there's, right. we've got a, you know, we've got, we come for a sermon too. I mean, it's equal parts. You come sure. there to, worship and honor God, but you also come there to get fed and refired. So right. it's nice to ha- every once in a while have a, a situation where that's all you have to worry about. Right. It's just, you just right. have that time set aside to just solely worship God. So yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I think, I think a lot of people, um, being on this stage, I very, I see it. I think a lot of people have begin, been getting a lot and learning a lot with this worship series. Oh, I think, and so I think too, it's definitely. definitely been evident in our corporate worship too. So. I, I'll tell you what, uh, I thought I noticed this and then I had a couple people mention the same thing to me. I could really hear the congregation singing yes, Sunday. Yes, I could too. Totally really yeah. getting into it. And it as was a matter awesome. of fact, and I'm not saying it's necessarily related to the Sunday message, but I noticed the same thing on Wednesday night back in youth group. Hmm. Uh, cause I typically try to kind of stand in the group of group of students and, and worship along with them and everything like that. To number one, to model worship, sure. But number two, to kind of be in the mix of it and kind of you know monitor, try to monitor a little on. bit best sure. I can. Um, but uh, but it just seemed like several of the students were were entering in and singing too. Now Zach, I don't know how it looks from the platform when you guys are leading worship. I'm sure it's not quite as exuberant as we would like it to be. Obviously, with students that are among other things self conscious. Um, right. But uh, but anyway, I just noticed more kids singing. I um, I talked to one student after Wednesday night, gave him a ride home, and they're like, "Oh man, worship and the the message tonight just really, which is the is the video series we were doing, right. so it wasn't my message. Yep. But uh, but we did have a pretty good conversation discussion time after the video. But uh, just said how much it impacted him and how much, you know, yeah, I just worshipped with all, you know, well, like awesome, crazy. Yeah. And I don't know, like, he's, awesome. he was a row or two behind me, so I didn't see, but he yeah. seemed just very moved by everything from Wednesday very night. Cool. So, I, I mean, I love it. I'm going to connect the two together because God's obviously well, yeah. moving. Oh, yeah. So that's, right, right, right. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, very exciting things going on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of exciting things in preparation for Easter. Easter probably exactly. the ah. most exciting thing um, that we have to celebrate for sure. Looking forward to that. Now, what what's the date on Easter for Easter this year? Oh gosh, it's uh, late. It's late this year. Spot. April. I, I, I want to say late, like April nineteenth like, or something okay. like that. We have a Good Friday service. A uh, mm-hmm. A Good Friday service with two of the other churches in town, actually. Yeah. Who's hosting that this year? We are. That would be We us. are hosting we Good are hosting Friday it. service. Do we have any details uh, to put out there yet on that? Um, are we still getting that together? I believe we are having it. It's going to be at 7 o'clock. Okay. Good Friday. Good Friday. We are hosting uh, Pastor Gene Turner from the Methodist Church will be speaking. Um, beyond that, no details. No details yet. But. But. 
definitely yeah yeah if you're listening definitely come out and join us great yeah, chance really for the community to oh, get together. I, I love it yeah. you know. i do i really enjoy it when we do those community uh services we do good friday which is that newer i don't it's new we just okay. last year was the first time we did okay. that we always do a thanksgiving community service thanksgiving. and that's with four uh churches in town yeah the lutherans don't join us for the good friday service because they're a much more liturgical con- congregation and they're a very busy church during holy week they've got their right. own things every oh, night gotcha, the, gotcha. Uh, so it's nothing to do with we don't want to be a part of that mm-hmm. it's just that they have some very lutheran specific things going on and we appreciate that but um yeah it's uh, so they have so between all the lutheran churches and i'm fairly you know i'm fairly ignorant mm. on liturgical things and everything i mean i've got a few other youth, uh, youth pastor friends that are in other denominations and so yeah like I, I i have a vague understanding of it so they just have a set calendar that they follow is that they, right they, they have a, they have a, not only a church event calendar or oh, you know, okay. the, the, a day calendar they have what's called the they preach from what's called i believe now what's called the lectionary there are there are certain scriptures that are and it rotates it's not the same every year but gotcha. if you follow okay. the lectionary in every I don't know if it's every Lutheran church or every Missouri Synod Lutheran church. I don't know that much about it either, but I do know if you're uh, liturgical churches, they don't. Uh, there's not a lot of freedom in terms of what they're going to talk about. Oh, you know, they're, gotcha. they're, the scripture references are there in the lectionary, and I think it might be like on a three-year rotation. Here's the lectionary oh, for, okay. for Holy Week. Here's the lectionary for Advent. Things like that. I don't know if it's every Sunday, right? But for things like that, yeah. <clears throat> okay, well, a certain that makes sense. script they have to follow. That's pretty yeah. cool. So then, uh, so obviously, then they're they're working along with that, and so they've got their own stuff going on yeah, for the, that week of Easter. Okay. That's right. That's right. But yeah, no, I love getting together with the other churches um, around town for these various things. It's just really neat to kind of fellowship with other believers and I kind do. of. I love it too. I wouldn't say get outside your comfort zone. I mean, there's nothing uncomfortable about it, but like just kind of get outside of your your, your normal church gathering, your yeah. normal church people and stuff, and kind of get everybody coming together and other people in the community that you know that you may know. But it's just a it's just a really cool. Um, it's a really cool way to get together for everybody. It is, and it, it's always a great reminder that you know. Obviously, you know, I there we have different churches in town. Why do we have different churches in town? It's not because we can't get along or don't like each other. Oh, sure. There are certain distinctives, doctrinal distinctives that are legitimate. Doesn't mean that anybody who doesn't agree with everything that we teach is a heretic. It's right. just that obviously we emphasize and embrace certain things, and and. Others emphasize and embrace other, you know, right. different things, right. and that's fine. But it reminds me that there are brothers and sisters of different stripes who really do love Jesus, like we yep. love Jesus. Exactly right. Um, just again, it's a it's a difference in what they choose to emphasize or de-emphasize. I love it when we host it because that means our praise and worship team gets to lead praise and worship, and uh, I don't think it's a matter of simple bias. I think we have the best. Worship team in town, and uh, <laughs> that's uh, what we need yes. <laughs> is a battle of the worship team. That's right. Worship, but especially but when guys, you say it, worship, team. Worship, 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 whatever the worship, worship SS living word. Uh, <laughs> no, but it's always I. I love these guys. I love the the pastors in town. Uh, I love uh, getting together with them, hearing from them. They can all preach, and so I'm looking forward to hear, yeah, hear the word he brings. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and hey, that makes me think of something. What do you think about? Uh, would you like? Would you like to be our baccalaureate speaker this year? Would I like to be at the, the high school? Would I like to? Would be you like to be the baccalaureate? Sure. Oh, Have I you done it since you've been back on staff? Yeah, I think I did it the first year I was back. Really? Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I think well, I have, so. Good. Maybe it's not my turn yet. I don't know. I don't. Well, I'm just. I'm getting started on Has putting Brian the plans done together. It? 
No, I can ask yeah, Brian. Probably, probably have Brian do it. It's probably his turn. Hey, Brian, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, I'm going to be giving you a call soon about the baccalaureate <laughs> service at the graduation. Uh, but no, that's a great idea. I appreciate you mentioning that. I'll yeah, have to make sure. a note of that. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of youth, I'm really good at segues, guys. You're excellent what, at segues. What cool activity do we have coming up for them, Matt? Because um, I'm pretty stoked about it. We have an 80s game night coming what? up. What? Which I'm very excited about because we've encouraged the students to dress you know, appropriately, of course, but dress in 80s outfits, which is like the, you know, whatever they call it, the excess of the 80s. So right, excess right. colors, excess shoulder collars. Pads, <laughs> shoulder pads. Shoulder pads. Layers, popped collars. <laughs> yeah. I really, I don't know if I'll be able to find it in time, but actually, you know what? I think one of the two, I think Aiden said he might have that already, but I want to dress as Marty McFly. No, you know what that's we should the, do? The, I also found. We should, I should Marty McFly. You look. should be Doc Brown. Doc Brown? Oh. Come on. See, he's not. Oh, man, I guess the a character is an 80s character, but he's uh, not really like... I'm coming as Mr. T. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pity the maybe, fool. Maybe George Papart. Wait, wait, who? Uh, uh, yeah, Hannibal, right? Oh, you know gotcha, name? gotcha. Hannibal? Hannibal, okay. he's the leader, right? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Love it when a plan comes together. That's right. That's cool. Uh, um, but, yeah, um, and Matt's going to get a DeLorean, so it's going to be awesome. Okay, no, listen. All right, now wait now, a second. It's 80s game night. Are you going to be playing 80s games, or is this just a game night with it's an a, 80s theme? It's a game it's night a with game an 80s night. theme. So you're not going to be dragging a Missile Command console in here, I can... No, but uh, I tell you, I've but got... But we do I've, have the arcade. I've, I know. Got, I've got my guy looking. Did I tell you that? Yeah, I yeah. said, hey, my, my pastor wants a, a Missile Command, like a legit <sighs> Missile Command oh, do uh, arcade, and I said, if you can find one... You let me know about it. And he said, I will look. Hey, you out there in podcast land, if you've got a line <laughs> on a legitimate, real trackball, three-button, wow. three-fire-button, Atari Missile Command console, you let us know. That would be oh, cool. Just, just show up with it and bless us with it. That's, That's right, by golly. That's right. That would be we cool. Will, we, will, we will be very grateful for that. Pastor will be very grateful for Amen. that. Amen. Did you know... This is kind of off subject, but I just happened to see it the other day when I was scrolling through YouTube, not probably doing stuff that I should have been working on instead. You know, you ever get stuck on a YouTube hole? Oh, just my watch gosh, videos? yes. Anyway, there's a company, um, basically, they still make new DeLoreans. It's down in Texas, I think, and when the DeLorean Motor Company closed, this company huh. bought all the factory parts. I think they... Said so they have enough factory parts for at least a thousand new oh, DeLoreans wow. or stuff. Really? And so they just have all the parts and they'll like do restorations for people. And I think they've made a couple new uh, ones or there, something. There so is somebody here in cool. St. Joe with a DeLorean. Is that right? This is what. Were, this they, is what, were they, this, they that great a car? I don't remember. I don't think I don't, so. It's just one of those iconic. I don't think, yeah. I don't think it would have been anything if it hadn't oh, been. Oh, yes. Back I would to never even. I would have never even heard of one had it not been for right. Back to the Future. Now, um, one of our church members said that a gentleman that lives down the street from them has a DeLorean. Like, they were out on a walk, and mm. he was out. He had it out, and he was cleaning it or doing something. And uh, they made a joke. They said, uh, hey, how, you know, how's that flux capacitor working? And the guy's like, it's actually working pretty well. He had a flux capacitor in it. So Not joking. Cool. I'm like, oh, my gosh, can you please, please get me in contact with this person because I want uh, this car out front when we do our 80s game night. Or at the oh, very, yeah. Or at the very least, oh, do a video announcement. With this car, because I've got it planned out, but I've got to make contact Do, with like, this guy. The, just like, like having the barn or something like that, like from the movie, where he gets out, he's like, whoa, and he's like, walks in, it's 80s game night or something like <laughs> <Wow>. that. <laughs> but here's the cool. other thing, I thought it would be kind of cool to make a, make a video announcement with it, but then to... 
to record it and be like, okay, man, we had such a fun night at 80s game night. We're going to go back and do it again. But during the 80s game night, like me and Johnny or Zach or somebody could be like pretending like we just came back and we're doing it all over again, like uh, on purpose, you know, yeah, just yeah. for those couple clips. And like that would be so much fun. Idea. But I got to get a hold of this guy. I don't know who he is. Wow. So I'm going to have to In Urbana, you said? No, here in St. Oh, Joe. That, uh, that, the flux capacitors in St. Joe? Yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Along yeah. with the DeLorean. All right. Man, so much potential. Do you think we could open those double doors up? I think we could actually drive the DeLorean into the church. Don't you think so? If we just had it sitting on the youth group carpet with the door wings open, the wing doors open, and that would take be a our... group picture in front of it, how epic awesome that would that would be? That would be our photo booth. Awesome. I oh do not gosh. think you can drive it into the building. Oh, no, yeah. probably not. Well, we yeah, we've driven lifts in here before, and the DeLorean's not that big. I think we can make it. I think it's pretty big. <laughs> we can make it. it is not. It's pretty wide. Not really. I don't it's, think it's, yeah, it's, it's it, it would be considered a – I mean, it's obviously not a compact car, but it would. I don't even think it would be considered – Mid-size, are Oh, yeah. For you sure. Think so? For sure. Okay. You've been a car salesman for all of two and a half minutes, and now you're a car expert. Get me out of here. Uh, but, yeah. Hey, if anyone's got a DeLorean that they want to donate to the church for one night, that'd be great. Okay. So, while we're on the topic of 80s already, um, you guys you guys were around for the 80s, right? Or is that after your time? Um, I was grade school, middle school in the 80s. Okay. Oh, I, no, grade school in the 80s. I went to middle school I graduated 90s. in 82, so I was, 80s were my college was born years. in 81. Wow. How does that make you feel? Wow. <laughs> so I was just going to ask, um, what's, your, what's your favorite 80s movie? Oh. It doesn't have to be like Man, a titular know. 80s, like a stereotypical 80s, like a breakfast club or something like that but just oh, like gotcha. maybe just a movie that came out in the you 80s. know the 80s were um my rotc and <gasps> national guard oh, years and so and this was also the time a lot of the movies they didn't let you watch movies well no it's not that it's that 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 was also the year that all the i call them the vietnam war apology movies you know, That's it's, true. It's, it, these were the Reagan years. That's true. And they were finally getting their recognition and their honor 10, 15 years after the mm-hmm. fact. Um, so you had a lot of these uh, Chuck Norris, Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, Sylvester Stallone type movies, these action movies with the Vietnam vets, or they were uh, rescuing POWs. And there, so there were some good, some of them obviously better than others, you yeah. know, the the Rambo franchise you know got a little silly and uh but there was a movie called uncommon valor i don't think it's it was critically received particularly well but it did have some uh some great uh, performances in there gene hackman is in there robert stack is in there and it's probably my best of that genre my favorite of that genre some very yeah. clever See, stuff in there. i don't I, I like a good military movie and that those are cool but when i was growing up i always liked the kind of like the I wouldn't call them rom-coms, but just the comedy movies. Like my my all-time favorite, probably '80s movie is Ferris Bueller's Day Off, 1980, and War Games, both with Matthew Ooh. Broderick. Ironically, but those at War were- Games, I liked. I remember War Games, and I liked Ferris Bueller. It's kind of funny watching that later in life, at a different season in life, yeah. because what made it charming and funny borderline offends me now as a, as a parent <laughs> right as an adult you know it's like wow a lot of this the, yeah. the attraction there was just simply a rebellious attitude that, that I, don't, I simply don't appreciate as much as i as i used to so one thing that i did hear about ferris bueller's day off is like his room is like 
way too expensive for what, like, because his parents, I mean, he's living in a suburb yeah, of this, Chicago. This he isn't. Had, observation people have made about television shows, movies. Oh, oh yeah. A I lot mean, recently. It's like, well, you realize what these people would have to make to live the lifestyles they do. Right. You know, right. They, they don't take place in the real world. No, oh, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And here's the other thing. You'll, there's a lot of movies that are supposed to be, you know, um, period pieces that talk about a certain, whether it's 70s, 80s, or, or any time, and you'll often find little things, which you may not even notice right away, that don't fit in. Well, that's because they weren't there in that period. You know what I mean? Like, right. they'll they'll throw these certain things in or whatever, and it's like, well, no, this there. this movie's about this time period, but it was made in this time period, and you somebody's not doing their homework. They're, they're, they're called anachronisms. They're, they're the wrong thing in the wrong time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's it called? Uh, anachronism. Oh. Very smart. Smart. <sighs> You want to take a guess? Speaking, of, it's kind of a period piece. I'll say this: it's a period piece that came out when you were born, Matt. You want when to take I a was guess? born? And yeah. What's this supposed a to be? Like the 1981. One? This is like the best. I movie just of looked 80s? up best 80s movies. I'm just looking through oh, the score right now. But just want to guess? A period oh my gosh, piece. I have no idea. Period, that's not a very good description. I know. No, it's not yeah. at all. Give me a, give um, me a star. It? Give me a, who starred in it. Oh gosh! If I give you the star, then you'll probably guess it. Well, go ahead. Um, Harrison Ford. Indiana Jones. Yep. Wow. Also, Raiders. Came Raiders out eighty one. Love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Indiana Jones was my jam. I also love that. I guess Star Wars was that eight? No, was seventies. Uh, Seventy seven. Actually, Empire Strikes Back was nineteen eighty. Just looking at it right yep. here, which is kind of funny, because I always thought That's Star true. Wars was older than that. That's what I thought too. First one. Star came Wars out. is timeless. First, first yeah. one came out in seventy seven. I think seventy seven. The first I was movie say I saw twice in the theater. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. The Virginia. You know the, yep. Do you know the first movie I saw more than once in the theater? What? Jurassic Park. Wow. wow. Thirteen years old. Saw it three times in the theater. That movie rocked my world. <laughs> as a thirteen year, as a thirteen year old boy, somebody who loved dinosaurs yeah. like I, I was the kid i was the goofy kid on family trips that had like an encyclopedia of dinosaurs i could tell you all their names <laughs> oh yeah so when i was 13 years old and this movie came out now you also have to remember this is still fairly early in the digital yeah digital movie graphics and that kind of thing right uh cgi and all that oh yeah and this was really if you think about it if you go back and look at some of the other movies around this time Jurassic Park was ahead of its time, almost. I yeah. mean, oh yeah, because by far. Every, I was literally asking myself again, thirteen, not really knowing a whole lot, asking myself, okay, are these real dinosaurs? Like they look yeah. so real on the big mm-hmm. screen. But that was this iconic movie, and I will never forget my aunt at the time uh, during the summers. She was in between jobs or something like that, so she wanted to take me and my brother, you know, to do some fun stuff yeah. over summer. So we went. We asked to go see that movie. This would be like this would have been like my third time seeing it. Wow. And so she went and took us. And there's a part in that movie where the raptors jump up the ceiling, and she tossed all of her popcorn. It was the best. <laughs> yeah. It was so much fun. Yeah. But yeah, I'm 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 I don't know if I'd call myself a movie buff, but I love love movies. Yeah. There's a. Uh... I'll have to find this article. This is from years ago. Somebody sent me a copy, or it was a chapter of a book, or maybe it was an article that he had read uh, about taking something that is uh, taking a book, especially something like a classic book, and I'll, I'll give you an example here in a minute, and how that translates or fails to translate on the screen. Now, uh, Jurassic Park, I remember reading that book. Yeah, I've read, I read and it. And it was gripping. It was tight it was scary yeah mm-hmm. uh the movie uh and this is true nine times out of ten if you read the book first the movie is going to be a little bit of a letdown 
but I don't think it's be- and a lot of that's because you can't get a whole book oh, no. into, no, into a two-hour and movie. The, and the description, like especially if it's a good author, I mean, the description and the and the picture you paint in your head is bingo. That's the other reason. Those are separate reasons. The first reason is that you're, you're going to leave a lot of material right. out of it. But the second one is that if you've read the book, you've got a picture in your mind of what right. this is supposed to look like mm-hmm. or how it looks like to you in your mind. And when you see it on the screen, even if it's even if it's a faithful representation of what the author had in mind, it's yeah. not what you read. Yes. And there's going to be a disconnect. And that's not always it's not always a bad thing, but it can it, but it can be. And uh, a great example, I think, a real risky one is when if you take something like C.S. Lewis, take the Chronicles of Narnia. Mm. Those are such wonderful books of imagination yeah. that anything you lose in that, I mean, this was a book, and it was written to be a book. Crichton, you take something like Jurassic Park. It becomes a movie. Then uh, suddenly he begins writing books with the idea these are going to be movies. Okay, right. right. C.S. Lewis wrote a book. Tolkien wrote books that were meant to be read, and they were meant for the imagination. Yeah. Right. And uh, when you take your your idea and your interpretation, and suddenly you put it on the big screen, and suddenly that defines what this character, what this world looks like, it can be a little bit jarring for right. somebody who fell in love with yes. a certain image that they got from reading the book. The good thing is, now we live in an age where... It's not going to suffer, at least technically. You know, you t- no, if right. you tried right. to make that movie right. 30 years ago, right. 40 years ago, Have and they you... did. You know, there were cartoons and there were other right. versions of it, and they did. They were terrible, and they re- they almost ruined the book. <laughs> Have you seen the old, old Chronicles of Narnia movies that I've they seen... made in, like, the 80s? I, 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 the old, old, <laughs> hey, you guys see that old, remember that old movie? Uh, you remember that really old movie, Empire Strikes Back? Uh, yeah, okay, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I did see pieces of those. Yeah, that's yeah. the kind of thing I'm talking well, about. Well, that's right. the same then thing. BBC did that, you know. Uh, yeah, they did. Yeah. Well, that's the same thing that you get when, um, you know, when you try to make any comic book movies or anything like that. Like they yeah. tried that back in the late 70s or 80s and oh, stuff like oh, that yeah. too. You go back and look at the Spider-Man and Captain America that they tried to put out way back then. It's just like it's was, just it was so painful, exciting painful. to see technology kept oh, know, catch yes, up with. Oh yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's just and it's and it's fun. But you get a lot but, of fans of books or comics or whatever that are like, man, no, this is how it's supposed to be and it and, can't be any other way. And here you go. This and this, you know, taking it taking an old movie that happened I think did it close to right you take the charlton heston version of the ten commandments you know this this was pretty good considering the technology they had available yeah pretty faithful to the source material i think uh but you know talk about losing something between the book and the screen you got to be so careful if you're going to do a biblical oh absolutely absolutely uh i I admire the heck out of that couple roma downey and her husband who did the uh the bible series did you ever Uh, watch that i did i did Did i watched every episode of it how was it it was good i only caught a couple but 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 of course, you know, I mean, I sit there. Yeah, I mentioned the 80s movies, the old war movies. The fun thing about watching some of those military movies, especially the Rambos, uh, they could be so silly. We would sit there. If you're watching this with a group of 
military men or, you know, future officers. We would sit there literally with, with handkerchiefs and we would throw them like flags whenever we saw something happen on the screen. <laughs> no, you can't do that. You can't fire a law from inside a helicopter with guys behind you, you know. Right. And, uh, little things like that. that yeah. You can't do that. It, it's kind of the same thing. I, when I was watching the Bible series, I'm like, nope, nope, they got that wrong. They got that And I understand. You know, they, yeah. they have to take some liberties. This is a this is a 10-hour miniseries right. that's supposed to cover the entire Old Testament. Right. They're going to get some things wrong. But some of it I thought was a little bit. Yeah, I, I won't go. I'm not gonna throw stuff. We were, no, no, right. And, I, and you know what? And I'm, I'm, I'm loving the fact that, that more and more people like Roma Downey and her husband, and like, oh, yes. what's his name, David A. R. White. Yeah, uh, if yeah. you know him from from sure. the um, shoot, it's the name of his film company or the the. Uh, is that oh, the Pureflix? Pureflix. Pure Pure Thank Pure you. Pureflix. Right. Yes, and he was. Up, Jesus man. Yes, yes, I've got that. Yeah, <laughs> yes, Jesus man. Scotty Jesus. Second man. glance. Second glance. Yeah, but yeah. um, but and he's done a, he's done a lot of movies. You know, he's yeah, done, oh, he's yeah. been in a lot of movies. Yeah, he's helped produce a lot of movies, and I'm just loving the fact that more and more and more yeah. believers are getting into this creative market of yep. putting content out there that not only tells a message but tells it well. Right. You know what I mean. Right. And then, but back to your thing about you know taking a taking a book and you know, putting it into onto the movie, onto the big screen, everybody has their own view of how that should be. Right. How does that relate to, you know, we just talked about the different churches and different things yeah. like that. Like we all read the Bible and we all read maybe even a little bit of our own uh, worldview into that. How sure. does that play into not even on the big screen, but just in how we, how we read God's word to us? Oh, wow. What do you think about you that? You know, well, if if I understand your question correctly, they're, you're, they're almost looking at two separate issues. One would be, for instance, if, if I'm watching a movie, it's one thing to say, I don't think Samson looked like that. Right. Or I don't think Jesus looked like that. That's pure, that, that's artistic. But to put words in Jesus' mouth that he's not recorded as saying, then it becomes a doctrinal issue. Mm-hmm. I saw a... Especially uh, if it's Jesus. Especially well, that, if it's Jesus, but... If but I mean, any, but you can still read your own interpretation you into some things. Let me let me see if this. Uh, there, I saw a cartoon recently. This was shortly after, uh, as you know, this was all over the news. So I'm sure you saw some version of it. The Methodist Church had its general assembly or whatever the general conference, and the big question that they were deciding was where the church as a whole was going to stand on the issue of uh, uh, gay ministers and gay weddings. Okay, same-sex weddings. Oh, gotcha. And uh, what they where they landed was there can be no actively, uh, actively homosexual ministers in the pulpit, and that the church will not sanction same-sex <clears throat> marriage. If this had been a purely American general conference, it would have gone the other way. But it was worldwide, and what carried it, and it wasn't close. I mean, there were there were it was a pretty significant majority yeah. uh, voted to, you know, for the more conservative uh, position. But it was in, in, but it was carried by mostly like African Methodists and things like that. And, but it was to the chagrin of uh, the more progressive elements of the Methodist Church in America. And somebody posted a picture of Jesus addressing these angry people holding their Bibles, and he says, the difference between me and you is you use Scripture to determine what love means, and I use love to determine what Scripture means. All right, well, that's a very cute saying. What does that mean, though? <laughs> right. You know, it's 
the idea that oh, I can't believe Jesus would be like this or like the only the only source we have for Jesus being anyway is right. the Bible. Right. I mean, what? where do you get your idea of Jesus from? And I understand we can know Jesus in a real way. Right. I'm not, I'm not arguing against a vital, legitimate, living relationship. But any of that, any manifestation of that, that is counter to Scripture, we have to question our experience. Oh, I just felt this overwhelming love and acceptance right. for right. everything. Well, Scripture doesn't, you know, and, and, and we can't, We this is our... This what this phone no this scripture <laughs> the, the scripture is is what we have to measure these things by we have to we have to judge these things but I, see that's what I'm that's what I'm saying like you can talk to one person they say this means this and then you can right. talk to another person that's going to justify or pull a scripture out of context or whatever yeah like I just think sometimes if you're not careful people can read their emotions or their worldviews or whatever and even they can read that into scripture just as easy as anybody else can they you know can what I'm saying I mean there, now granted there's you know if you're faithful to the text and the context of Scripture, right, start to finish, front to back, then yeah, it says what it says. But right. I still think that there easily people can easily take that and twist it to their own desires or to their own what they want, how they want to live their life. Oh, and, yeah. and the Bible itself anticipates that, right? Yeah, exactly. They bend Scripture to their own ends or twist Scripture to their own ends. You know, they right. they, they cling to these things. Paul knew these things were going to happen. God knew these things were going to happen. You're right, and I think that's the the, it highlights the necessity of taking into account the whole counsel of Scripture. Absolutely. Because anybody can, you can isolate a Scripture that says this, like, wow, right. that's really tough. What do I do with that? Well, what do you do with it in the context of everything else the Bible says? A lot right. of times the Bible itself shines all the light you need to to figure stuff like that out. You're right. You can't get around it. Uh, people are going to have different angles on these things. But we got to keep in mind that that's still different from saying, as some people do, well, you can make the Bible say whatever you want to. No, you can't. You, right. you can't take it that far. Uh, you know, we, we, we still walk in love. We pray. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we don't use the we don't want to use scripture as a weapon and just to just to cut people off. We always want to win the person. Uh so we walk in love, we walk in, in grace. Uh, but we toe the line on certain things, and this is this is the dangerous spot we're at in society. I'm not an alarmist. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I do think uh, that within our lifetimes we are going to see uh, some radical laws passed that yeah. make it very, very difficult to obey Scripture when it comes to sharing the gospel uh, and raising our children and teaching our people what the Bible says about some very serious things. Right. Um, yeah. So... Now, how do we as a how do we as a church family, as the body of Christ, outside of you know protesting and outside of Bible thumping and outside of all that, you know what what are some good ways that we as a church family can proactively mm. kind of shine that light and shine that love and you know what I mean, like to a, to a greater extent, yeah. like even if it's just in our little small area of the world or our community uh matt that's a that's a great question and it's a tough one and so next podcast <laughs> right no i would say i'd say that here's my short answer to that like like so many other things we are it's only going we can come up with some great position papers yeah, some great yeah. uh bylaws and things like that none of those are going to make the difference that we want right. to make in the world the difference that we want to see made is only going to be made through relationships right and when you've got somebody who on the who's on the other side of the argument as you but still says 
you're a man I respect, you're right. a man I love. This is not my enemy. Right. Uh, that's the greatest defense we're going to have in those moments when things get ugly. It's like, you yep. know, I'm not going to... I'm not going to live my life in such a way that gives you an excuse to hate me just because I disagree with things. Right. You know, I'm going to. Right. So, right. So awesome. get out and get involved in the community. Yeah. You know, one of the things That's that right. I, I hear, okay, let me just, can I share a quick story, a cool story? Yeah. I don't know how much time we have, but, um, okay. So Ashley and I, um, Abigail's been doing gymnastics and so we drive into town a couple nights a week and, uh, you know, sit there and hang out while she, you know, does mm-hmm. her, her whatever her training and all that stuff does her practice and everything well we've been you know we try to get active and so they had a meet their first ever meet at this particular gym a couple months back and so because you know i have a flexible schedule praise god i said Mm -hmm. yeah i'd I'd be happy to help and so i'll you know i went over there one day to help out with equipment and moving stuff around which is a huge huge undertaking you think it's a pain when we tear down our sanctuary and put up tables and then have to take tables down and put up chairs this was nuts we're like literally taking apart like 30 by 30 flooring that's spring loaded flooring. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just absolutely crazy. But anyway, so it was, it was, it was a lot of work. Uh, and leading up to this, you know, they knew, uh, or the, 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 the owner of the gym, the, the person that puts all this on knew where we stood as a family because we've had these conversations or we would make mention of it and nothing right. like overt, like, you know what I mean? We're not throwing it in anybody's face or nothing. We just, the way we live our lives, the conversations that we have. And, uh, so while we're working this, um, uh, while I'm helping out this day, she comes up and she's like, man, I really wish we lived closer to your church. We would love to come to church with you guys sometime. And I said, man, we we would love that. I said, I didn't, I didn't know where her and her family lived. I said, where, where do you guys live? Oh, you know, we live down in such and such. And, um, uh, I said, oh, wow. Well, that would be quite, you know, that'd be quite a drive. You're welcome to, we'd save you a seat. We'd love to have you. I said, however, I've got a really good friend of mine that is actually a pastor of a church down there. This is Matt's church, Matt White's church. Yeah, yeah. And so I said, and if you're that close, why don't you check out his church? Turns out she knows him. So it's just like wow. from like way long time ago. And so it was just really cool to have this open, awesome conversation yeah. with somebody, not because I had we had been throwing anything out there, but just because of just through our, yeah. I don't know, I guess the just our lifestyle, the way we lived, the, the way, way we talked. The way lived the gospel. The way we lived the gospel. Lived the gospel. Um, you know, it opened up the door to this conversation. Now she and her family are already believers, you know, but it's right. a similar thing with the world, you know, as we're out, you know, we went to the grade school, you know, um, fun night or whatever the other night where they had inflatables and stuff like that. And we're out there just talking to parents and just being part of the community. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then people know who we are. They know eventually what we stand for and that we go to church and all that. So then there's conversations that are almost not built in, but like that yeah. door is wide open for people to say, Oh, Hey, I know so-and-so maybe they can help or, you know right. what I'm saying? Something like right. that. So, yeah. um, I'm like, gosh, I'm sorry. I don't even know how to go off awesome. on that. Oh, how we can no, do no, more no. outreach. Yeah, in the absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so just kind of being out there and in the community, it's just so easy. Uh, and I think to be honest with you, the older I get, the more I have to kind of really push myself, but it's so easy to kind of fall back into our, uh, my bubble. You know what I mean? Right. Hey, we're, we're, we have our church family. We have our church activities and church events and, you know, enjoy yeah. being home with my family. And that's yeah, it. You know what I, know. I mean? Like yeah. it's very easy to kind of fall into that. Sure. I wouldn't call it a rut, but just kind of yeah. fall into that safe zone. You know what yeah, I mean? I, I know and exactly not kind of reach out and be involved and kind of, you know, get into the lives of some other people. Right. So. Right. For sure. Awesome. Well, I think, 
it's a good way to go out. Thank you guys for joining us today. Uh, if you like this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you subscribe. can catch future episodes. Yeah, hear all our fun words and fun conversation. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hey, actually, also, and if you've got any questions or topics or anything like that oh. you want to ask, send them in. Um, yeah, send them to podcast. Oh, you are. I was say getting that, to that, you? but you nope, know, you know, you just take, take away my take five seconds of the. You take it yeah, away. Yeah, if you have any questions, <laughs> Matt said, <laughs> you know, for real, you can send those questions to podcast at livingwordfamily.org. We'd love to hear from you. Love to hear, even if they're just not questions, just tell about, talk to us about what you think about yeah, the podcast. So, absolutely. Stories, yeah. testimonials. Right yeah, all that stuff. All that stuff. So, thanks again for joining us on this episode of the Living Word Family Church podcast. Have a good one, guys. Peace out. See you next time. Thank you.